This is World Soccer Talk Radio here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thank you so much for making this show a part of your daily plans. Whether you're listening to the live radio broadcast on all of our fantastic affiliates across the U.S. of A via the Sports Byline Network, or if you're listening in podcast form on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, or you're listening to the show on WorldSoccerTalk.com. It's a mighty fine website. You should check it out. My name is Nate Abarea. Tweet me at NateWST. Keep up that hate mail. You are way too good at sending it. And if you want to send me a nice little note from time to time, you want to take those 140 characters and, and put them to pleasant use and say, hey, Nate, I, I really enjoy the show. I, I think you're think you're good at what you do. I, I love your conversations with the great guests that you guys have on. Feel free to send something like that. Or if you want to uh, keep blasting me for, for my love of, of Diego Costa or you want to call me the Brendan Rogers of soccer radio, you can do whatever you got to do. Whatever you do, though, get involved in the Twitter sphere. It is a wild and crazy, crazy place at World Soccer Talk to get a hold of all of us. The gaffer himself, everybody over there at World Soccer Talk. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk at Sports Byline. USA is the Twitter handle for updates on this fine program and the rest of the shows within the Sports Byline family. We've got a very special treat for you in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. Haley McQueen of Sky Sports is going to be with us. Haley is someone who has covered everything from the UEFA Champions League to La Liga to the Premier League to World Cups. Her time with MUTV covering the Red Devils. She's also got a great connection to Middlesbrough and the Smoggies. That's right. And a great pathway, great stories of how it all led to really one of the pinnacles of sports broadcasting and her work with Sky Sports. We'll talk about some of the great friends and connections that she's made along the way. We'll talk about her father, Manchester United and Scotland great and Leeds United great, Gordon McQueen. And we'll learn about how Haley really cut her teeth as a broadcaster, the pathway that led to Sky Sports. Nate Abarea, yours truly, with Haley McQueen of Sky Sports. On the other side of this break, it's World Soccer Talk Radio. It's the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You, stay tuned. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app the games and get your fix live soccer and more anytime anywhere sign up to watch the bundesliga and champions league at soccerondish.com your season-long fantasy football team may be going strong, but you don't have to wait until Week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test every week this season at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. Got an injured player? No problem. It's like a new season every week, so you're never stuck with the same players. And get this, DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. You could turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Just pick your players, 
pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this before. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code Bonsanto to play for free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Enter Bonsanto for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for. FreeSoccerTrial.com With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Musicians, singer-songwriters, whether you're creating new music, recording, or performing live, now through Sunday at Guitar Center, save up to 20% on select gear to bring out your best. Like a portable 88-key digital piano for just $199, or two Sterling recording mics for $59. Boom mic stands for just $19, or a Pearl Cajon drum with snare, just $89. This weekend is your chance to save on everything you need to make music. Guitar Center's singer-songwriter savings is going on now. Don't miss it. Welcome back into World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Nate Abarea is my name, and it is a pleasure to welcome in fantastic presenter from Sky Sports, Haley McQueen, joining us on the program. Haley, thank you so much for coming on. Hello. No, thank you for having me all the way from here to all the way over there. (laughs) Covering the globe with one soccer radio program. Now, Haley... People know your work from from your extensive coverage and and hosting of of UEFA Champions League shows of of covering the Premier League, being involved with Manchester mm-hmm. United, covering World Cups for crying out loud. But the other night, <laughs> you and and the rest of the girls from the fantastic Offside Rule Pod, which we'll we'll talk a, a bit about here later in the show. You took in a non-league late night of football, and I was following this on Twitter, and it just brought a smile to my face. Would you care to tell the listeners a little bit about your late nights of football the other night? (laughs) Well, despite the fact there's obviously a big cup competition going on this week, and there was Champions League the other week, and there's loads of Premier League action at, at the weekend, I was like, you know what? We just need to break this up and bring it back to the roots. And we, we often film our, well, film, we record our podcast around each other's flats. We come up with topics and we discuss things that happened that week. We have a bit of fun with it. Um, we sometimes discuss the serious news of the week. And then we kind of put a fun spin on things. And we decided that we don't cover grassroots as much as we should. We don't cover lower leagues apart from the quirky stories. So we figured my, one of the girls that does the podcast with me, Kate Borsay, um, lives in East Village. And 
actually has two kids. So we were like, why not go to her for a change? She's always traipsing across London to come to us girls out west. Um, where we sit down in a controlled environment. I was like, let's just go crazy and go and find a football team that we want to go and not just support, but just just go and watch and enjoy. And she's actually been to, to this ground to follow this team, Dulwich Hamlet, a few times because she's obviously, she's nearby. She's massively into her football and decided, right, instead of just following her beloved Liverpool football club, she's going to get a local team. And they're, they're, they're called, well, they don't like being called a hipster football team of London but they are they're very cool they're in the southeast which is kind of rising with young people buying property out there at the moment um their their kit is really cool they play in this really nice pink color you can drink alcohol at the side of the pitch you can have a little glass of wine they have organic beef burgers so it's it's not just about the football and what's happening on the pitch it's about kind of the whole sort of you know environment and sort of match day experience and it was it was good fun it was cold it started to get cold over here we were promised this Indian summer in September and it hasn't happened well I absolutely loved this the the experience at Dulwich Hamlet FC and the next time I'm over there I'll definitely mm-hmm. be taking in a late night of football myself and if you could expand on that a little bit Haley where you know and and again we, we talked about this in the opening we were talking about this off the air uh, a few minutes ago you you cover the highest profile soccer in the world. I mean, you, you, you cover the Champions League, you cover World Cups, and talk about what that means to you to really get back in touch with the, the grassroots of football in England. I think sometimes you can forget that there is, there's other football and that people have interests other than just, you know, La Liga and Champions League and mainly the Premier League. And, I mean, the championship over in England right now is absolutely massive. And, you know, league football is getting bigger and bigger. But we've not got to forget the guys who are, you know, turning up without the big bucks every single week and training and quite often paying their way to play in a football team. And they do it for the love of it, not for the love of the money or the fame or the hundreds of fans that turn out every week was normally tens of thousands isn't it but you're lucky if you get hundreds at lower league it's just kind of reminding yourself that actually there are a lot more people regular joes guys and girls playing football right down in the lower leagues that don't really get a spotlight shown on them they don't really get um attention they're not there to play to to you know make the headlines they're just there having fun and it's not about Obviously, I work in, in, in football where day in, day out, I'm, I'm breaking news stories that can be very serious. Sometimes, um, you know, dealing with FIFA and corruption and stuff, you just think, God, you just need a bit of light entertainment sometimes. And, and you do often find it lower down in the leagues. Now, Haley, uh, you referenced the pod uh, a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk a little bit more uh, about the offside rule pod. How did this yeah. thing come about, and how did you girls come together to to create this fantastic thing? Oh, my gosh. It was born out of three girls and a love of football and the fact that we used to sit around Sky and chat about football and just giggle about the silly kind of the silly stuff that was happening. And we'd, 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 we'd have, you know, serious discussions about things. Um, my friend Lindsay Hooper was working for Sky Sports News Online at the time. My friend Kate Borsay was doing an online series called Sporting Chapters. I was doing the main Sky Sports News channel. And we just used to bump into each other, either in the canteen or in the cafe or somewhere at work. And we, we ended up just becoming friends. The two girls eventually left Sky and went off to work for Premier League TV, Chelsea TV, Liverpool, Reuters. My friend Kate covers them. Um, uh, actual news as well as sports news. But we all wanted to kind of 
keep that sort of um, chat going, even though we weren't necessarily all working for the same company anymore. So we decided to set up a little podcast and, um, yeah, just go go with the flow and hope to God that people wanted to kind of listen in, if you know what I mean. So we discuss everything from, we have, well, we discuss everything from the Premier League right down to grassroots. We were obviously recording the podcast pitch side at Dulwich Hamlet last night. But we, we have um, roundups from Ligue 1, La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga as well. We have contributors. We have a whole ton of people who um, write features for us. We have an offside daily, Twitter topic of the week, because obviously tweets are so hugely popular now, particularly with sports, dominates Twitter. We have great blogs and features. But the podcast is just the three of us having an excuse to get together and have a cup of tea and chat about football and chat about the things that we might have seen in the news that we want to discuss further or more in depth. Or there might be something amusing that you can't really go into and expand on a news channel because you're having to, you know, remain slightly serious. And we can have a bit of fun with that. So we're just basically three girls. I think a lot of people think we're three girls that are chatting about women's football. And yes, we do focus on the women's game, but we're just three girls chatting about just football in general. Well, uh, talk a little bit more about that because I, I absolutely recommend uh, to our listeners here of World Soccer mm. Talk Radio the uh, the Offside Rule Pod, and, and you touched on something real important <laughs> there, where, where you're 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 a presenter for a, a top notch mm-hmm. sports news network, and there is a a serious face to keep on most most all of the time, and being able to to cut loose a little bit on this podcast. Yeah. Talk about what that means to you, and maybe uh, some of your favorite experiences uh, with this podcast thus far. Yeah, well, we kind of figured a lot of football, particularly on radios and podcasts in Britain, um, are middle-aged men talking about football. And as good as they are, we wanted to capture a bit of a different side of the beautiful game. Um, And, I mean, gosh, we focused on everything from what footballers get up to after they finish their careers. So we delve into the the kind of uh, history of, I don't know, we all kind of know where Pele is right now. We all know what Zinedine Zidane's doing, but do we know what X, Y, and Z are doing after they finished up in the championship? We kind of look at the real life stories of players who are facing some of them real financial um, woes. Um, some of them may have gone bankrupt. Some of them may actually have one of our podcasts that we did the other week with footballers who'd actually made more money away from football. <laughs> so um, there was a guy, my little example, there was a guy called Jamie Pollock who played football for Middlesbrough Football Club as well as Man City and a few other teams as well. But I remember him from Middlesbrough back in the 90s. And he was a good footballer. He was playing, you know, in the sort of second tier of, of, of British football, English football. And now he runs a really successful company. And it's a double glazing company. It's a glass company. It's completely different from football. So I kind of looked at how, what he might have taken from football and how he got himself to the next place. And we kind of go and look at these weird and wonderful little stories. I absolutely love it. Again, check out the Offside Rule pod featuring Haley McQueen herself and the rest mm-hmm. of the crew. It's the Offside Rule pod. Check it out. World Soccer Talk Radio is what you're listening to right now. Nate Abarea is my name. Haley McQueen will be back with us after this break. Talking about her work with the Football Foundation and a little bit later in the program, talk about how Haley cut her teeth as a broadcaster and got her start in the industry and led the blaze the pathway all the way to where she is right now at Sky Sports. World Soccer Talk Radio back after this on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay with us.
the world's best matches. Live, wherever you are, with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Your season-long fantasy football team may be going strong, but you don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test every week this season at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. Got an injured player? No problem. It's like a new season every week, so you're never stuck with the same players. And get this, DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. You could turn your love of football into a life-changing Payday. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this before. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code Bonsanto to play for free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Enter Bonsanto for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Musicians, singer-songwriters, whether you're creating new music, recording, or performing live, now through Sunday at Guitar Center, save up to 20% on select gear to bring out your best. Like a portable 88-key digital piano for just $199, or two Sterling recording mics for $59, boom mic stands for just $19, or a Pearl Cajon drum with snare, just $89. This weekend is your chance to save on everything you need to make music. Guitar Center's singer-songwriter savings is going on now. Don't miss it. Nate Abarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tweet me at NateWST. Tweet all of us at World Soccer Talk. And again, check out the website that started it all, WorldSoccerTalk.com. It is a pleasure to be joined by Haley McQueen of Sky Sports in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. Now, Haley, uh, tell us about your work this is a very, very interesting topic here. I'm very, very excited to get into this. Tell us about your work with the Football Foundation. Kim, do you know what? I figured I work for Sky. I'm in a very privileged position that I get to work on and report on some of the biggest, most exciting football clubs in Europe and the world. Some of the world's greatest footballers I get to see week in, week out. But we kind of sometimes forget that 
the clubs that are lower down, your teams that aren't Real Madrid, so your Manchester United, need help from the clubs that are Manchester United and Real Madrid. And I've been aware of a lot of what the Football Foundation done. I used to actually work with the Football and Community Scheme. I worked with the Enterprise Academy, which was in Middlesbrough Football Club. So I kind of had an understanding of how football clubs put back. But this is on a much, much bigger scale. It's actually the country's um, largest sports charity, investing money from the Premier League, a very rich organisation, the FA as well, who are absolutely massively behind um, grassroots football, you know, making sure that the future of the English game is looking really bright and exciting. Um, and the government as well are helping make sure that, you know, kids these days are able to get out and play football. Because when I was growing up as a kid in Scotland, I mean, I, I wasn't massively into football when I was a young girl. I was, I was into slightly more girly things. But I think if I were a little kid growing up now in the 2000s, I probably would have played football. I had a dad who played football. So it's almost surprising that I didn't. But there weren't the facilities. There wasn't the help. There wasn't the funding there. Um, I think the foundation now is so it's, it's, it's helping provide a much better infrastructure of sports facilities. Um, artificial grass pitches are hugely important to them because you can play on them, obviously, or weather. Changing rooms as well and actually having facilities because if you have the facilities and kids and, and parents and families know that they're sending their kids off to a muddy field and they've actually got changing rooms and they've got somewhere to go that's a safe environment, they're more than likely going to let their kids go out and play football. Not just necessarily kids, but teenagers and, and, and older people as well, but mainly focusing on the youngsters who need the help. Um, and the foundation makes sure it, it does invest into the areas where it really is needed most. So poor facilities, they say, are a huge barrier to sports participation. And actually, since it launched, when, when I went and met the guys from the Football Foundation in their offices in central London, I was so shocked to see how much support that they've given. I was, I was really taken aback by it. And since 2000, so... Um, foundation's been going for 15 years i was studying journalism at the time so i've been involved in the industry for 15 years so why not put a little bit back whilst you know they've been doing it all this time I and mean, they've supported 13,000 sports projects alone with grants worth 520 million pounds delivering schemes with the total project cost of 1.24 billion i mean this is crazy money We'll talk about a little bit more the the, the trickle down effect as we've talked with uh, other other British uh, based guests on mm -hmm. on this show in terms of money uh, with all of the big money that that is coming mm -hmm. in to football in in Great Britain right now and specifically in regards yeah. to, to the Premier League how important it is for for that to to trickle down to the grassroots and to the the foundation of of the game that we love so much Haley. Mm. Well, if you don't invest in grassroots, you don't have a future of football, do you? Kids are kicking a ball around in break times at school still, but they're not being they're not being coached. It's not um, it's not kind of the way that traditionally back in the day in Hackney Marshes in London and um, you know some of these kind of famous pictures that were used back in the day. Um, it's very much kind of like trying to put it without saying anything really disrespectful here but if you're going to produce really good footballers you're not just going to find them in a school at playtime you need to make sure that there are there are coaches there are pitches 
there are facilities where kids are getting out there and they're playing. Okay, they're not investing to find the next Wayne Rooney or Jack Wilshire or um, whoever else. They're investing to, to make sure that kids are enjoying football and grow up um, being fit and healthy. But when you look back in the old school, when you had, I don't know, Real Ferdinand and East End playing out on Hackney Marshes, you kind of look back to that, and, and, and I think that died for a little bit. I think money became a really big thing. Um, kids just wanted to go and play in academies linked to championship teams and Premier League teams and forgot that actually it was okay and pretty normal just to go out and have a kickabout with your mates and join a little local side and, and play on the you know artificial grass pitches which we now have that we didn't have certainly when, when I was growing up. Absolutely, and and there's a number of players uh, in that have that have played in the Premier League over the uh, last few seasons that are fine examples of it. I, I can't help but think to think to uh, immediately to a man by the name of Charlie Austin uh, over over the last couple mm-hmm. of seasons in terms of his pathway uh, to to yeah. glory at the Premier League level and even uh, you know getting into the England camp. Uh, a man who who played you know, non-league ninth division football in mm-hmm. England and and was was one of those players that you're kind of referencing that mold and, and it's important for. For the money to to trickle back down to that, and for these these players to have a chance at all levels, indeed. Check out the Football Foundation. So much more uh, than than just what what I was talking about there. There's so much more that goes with the Football Foundation, and be sure to check out Haley's work with them. Now, hey, you referenced a few moments ago your uh, your father, Gordon McQueen, and you said you know he was mm-hmm. a footballer. I, I'd say he was a a decent footballer. He's a Manchester United legend. Played nearly 200 matches for Manchester United from 1978 to 1985. Talk about what that was like growing up with a, a, a professional football-playing father. It was weird because when I was young, I didn't really, I didn't really realize that he was a footballer, if that makes sense. <laughs> he went off to work and he obviously trained, but I was very young when he was playing, so I, I never saw him play. Um, I was born 18 months later. My sister was born and a year later, my little brother came along. So my mom had three kids under the age of five. So she had a work cut out basically. Um, And we were all very, very young when my dad was playing. The one thing I do remember, we moved out to Hong Kong when my dad's sort of career was, was entering the latter stages and he decided that maybe make a little bit of money, do something a little bit different. He'd obviously, the biggest move he'd ever made was from Scotland down to England. So maybe try and play abroad he'd had his best friend joe jordan who'd gone and played out in italy um he was never going to get the chance to play at that level in europe because he obviously was was at the very end of his career and went out to hong kong we all moved out there and i I remember that i just remember my dad was so much bigger than all the other guys in the team and i kind of found that (laughs) funny um as as a little kid but i don't really remember an awful lot about him him playing i love going back to manchester united and and to Leeds where he played when I meet people of his generation who tell me the stories and oh your dad was great he did this I remember this game I remember that so I learn a lot about my dad through the fans and the people that I meet who remember him play when I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't around I mean I was I think I was seven years old when he'd retired from football he's obviously gone on to to work as a scout he's worked as a manager um, he worked a lot in, in media. He was at STV with my colleague now, Jim White, for many years back in the day um, and worked at Sky Sports before I was even there. So I kind of see him as voice of sport and football and talking about his experiences in the modern day. I don't really see him as the man that, that played, so to speak. 
That's a really interesting take on that, Haley. And uh, w- one thing I got to ask you about here in the uh, the, the two minutes before we got to head to another break. During his playing career, there was a, a long spell at Leeds United, 140 appearances mm-hmm. and, and 15 goals from 72 to 78 at Leeds. And right in the middle of that is is one of my favorite footballing stories in, in English history. And that is what, what spawned the movie, uh, uh, The Damned United. Yeah. That was the 1974 uh, Leeds United season and the transition from Don Revy to, to Brian. And Clough, Did, have you uh, ever talked to your father about that movie? And uh, when the film came out uh, back in 2009, uh, what, what was your dad saying about it? Was he like some of those other former Leeds players that said they were they were getting chills every time Michael Sheen would would open his mouth and they thought huh. Brian Clough was in the room? A little bit. It was, it, this is a weird one actually because um, obviously there was the book The Damned United, and and I think my dad and other players were um, slightly worried that um, the movie was going to be too scandalous and it was going to be too kind of Hollywood and dramatise everything and they wanted it to be real. He was very keen that it was going to be authentic. I know he sort of, he didn't help as a consultant on the film, but he was certainly somebody that they approached to ask his opinion of, to kind of, you know, get his take on exactly what it was like so that it was authentic, him and Eddie Gray. And there was a guy, my dad met the guy who played him in the film. And this actor, John Savage is called, is the same age as, he was pretty much the same age as me when they were filming the film. So I was meeting this character who was playing my dad, who was the same age as me. Well, that was just really weird. He like <laughs> looked a lot like him and he had a lot of the characteristics. He's an English guy, he's very well-spoken, he's a great actor. Um, and he had to try and get this kind of Scottish accent. Unfortunately, most of the lines that this, this actor spoke that, that were my dad's, they, they got cut from the film, so we're all a bit gutted about that, but he's, he's very present, and he's definitely got my dad's body language down to a team. You can see that for sure. Haley McQueen of Sky Sports and the Football Foundation and much more is with us right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. And when we get back, we're going to talk all about Haley's broadcasting career, how she cut her teeth as a broadcaster, where the passion truly began, some connections to clubs along the way, more than just Manchester United. All you smoggy supporters out there, you'll be sure to enjoy this one, and we'll talk about how it all led to where it is right now. Haley McQueen with yours truly, Nate Abarea, right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. It's the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. This week only, carry out one pizza at menu price and get a second pizza free when you order at Domino's.com or on the Domino's app. It's a great deal, not to mention an excuse to get out of the house, like if your kids are on a 24-hour sugar high, or if the in-laws drop by for a week, or if you just hate your son's new parakeet. Hello, cupcake. Might be time for Domino's. So go ahead. Enjoy some alone time with Domino's. Carry out only. You must select this limited time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. Applies to menu price pizza ordered online. Second pizza of equal or lesser value for free. When the leading antihistamine and Nasacort go nose-to-nose, Nasacort wins, stopping more of the chemical responses that can cause your nasal allergy symptoms. And when you stop more causes, you get 24-hour relief from sneezing, an itchy runny nose, even congestion. It's prescription-strength medicine available over-the-counter. 
Nasacort Allergy 24-Hour. Stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and checking out the website, worldsoccertalk.com. My name is Nate Abarea. Tweet me with the love mail and the hate mail that you are far too good at mm-hmm. sending at Nate WST. We are still joined by Haley McQueen, presenter for Sky Sports, and so much more. And, and Haley... I want to talk with you now about how it all began for you because you are really at a, an amazing pinnacle of, of broadcasting right now and, and really the sky's the limit for you. The, the career is, is still, still going up and, the, and there's so much more that I know you're going to accomplish as a broadcaster at the highest of levels. And we talk about the Champions League and, and World Cups, uh, both on the, the men's and women's side and, and everything that you do with Sky. But let's talk about where it all began. And, and before we talk about how you kind of cut your teeth as a broadcaster and the, the first few gigs that you can remember working, talk about where the passion came from. Because we, we, we've already discussed how you grew up with, even though you weren't really around much for his playing career, how you grew up with a, a father who was a professional footballer. So, so football is definitely in your blood. But where did broadcasting come into play? When, when did broadcasting come into play? It, do you know what? It kind of happened by accident. It's funny because I have a brother. He works in the music industry. He goes on, on tour with loads of bands, helping out backstage and with catering and with the roadies. I have a sister who works in fashion and advertising. And I kind of got the football. I don't know whether it's because I'm the eldest daughter, so I was closest to my dad. 
Um, and the fact he had two girls first and then was so desperate for a little boy, hence my brother came along. Um, like I say, I never played football as a kid. I was massively into sport. All I cared about in, in junior school was sport. All I wanted to be was an athlete. I was never quite good enough to be anything. I wanted to, my, my dream up until I was about 15 was I wanted to be an Olympic long jumper. That was it. That's all I cared about. Very weird. And then obviously we moved down to England and unfortunately the school I was at that had a great sporting um, uh, set up was taken away from me and at kind of 15, 16, at a really crucial time as far as, um, you know, being a young girl and doing exams and all of that kind of stuff's concerned was really hard. So I moved down to England and decided that, well, I'm going to maybe have to focus on education a little bit more because I've had so much upheaval moving from one very different way of um, education in Scotland from um, standard grades and higher to GCSEs and A-levels, which is what we call it over here. So everything had been kind of ripped up with my dad moving to Middlesbrough, which is when Brian Robson took the job. And they kind of had a bit of an agreement back in the day that whoever got a job first in football and management would take the other as a coach or what have you. So Brian Robson, after hanging up his boots, took the job at Middlesbrough and my dad decided to go with him. So I then started to follow Middlesbrough Football Club. They became my hometown team. And it was a really exciting time back then. My first ever game was a match against Oxford United at Ayrson Park. I remember it well. And Brian was such a massive name, not just in British football, but in world football, a legend of United and England. And managed to bring in so many exciting players. You had your, you know, Ravinelli's and your Janinos and all these big names who came to Teesside to a working class town that is the most unglamorous place ever, made glamorous by hopefully myself and Kay Murray, my very good friend, who's working out there as a broadcaster for being in the States right now. And um, we met each other quite young. Um, we both worked for Borough TV, TV together. So that was my first job off the back of uh, a university degree. So I studied... PR, marketing and journalism. And I actually, believe it or not, wanted to become a fashion writer. I worked um, radio stations. I worked in magazines. I did a little stint on um, a daytime TV show we have over here called um, This Morning. And I kind of thought, okay, TV seems to be where it's at. I'm liking TV the most. So I did tons of work experience. Um, like little internships and off the back of graduating um, with my degree, I thought, right, I'm going to specialize in journalism potentially need to do a little bit of media law if I'm going to head into um, working TV and broadcasting and just work behind the scenes. That's all I ever wanted to do. My first real job was working for Borough TV as a researcher, as a guest booker, as a car park arranger, as just everything. I did everything. I even wrote checks to Jack Charlton to pay him for his time on various shows that we had. I'd ring up the football club and make sure that the press office could provide us with uh, as much information as we could for our new shows. So I was just basically working for three years behind the scenes on a club channel for a club that my dad had worked for that I'd followed and loved for many, many years. And that's kind of how that came about. And it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to work in sports broadcasting. I just wanted to work in TV and figure out if that was how I was going to go um, in life. And that was the first job that came to me. I asked that worked for... Um, the Enterprise Academy at Middlesbrough Football Club, where they basically deliver um, programs to educate young kids in the local area in a classroom environment and learn things that they maybe wouldn't kind of sink in at school. But when you bring them to a football club and put them in a classroom, you can kind of um, 
coax them into learning about things they'd learn in school, but just at a football club and learn about business and management. But we use Middlesbrough Football Club as an example of how a business is run. So therefore, the kids would be interested in business studies. So I loved that. It was great fun. At the time, my dad was working as a panelist on Sky Sports on Soccer Saturday with the famous panel at the moment where we have Jess Stelling. And it was back in the day when it was Charlie Nicholas, Rodney Marsh and the late, great George Best. And I came down to film for um, a little project that I was working on. I made a little documentary called From Best to Beckham, the fashion of football, and looked at how things had changed from the 60s to the present day. And I came down with my little video camera, set it up, and interviewed all the people that my dad knew and made a little mini documentary. I mean, it was absolutely rubbish. I edited it myself. <laughs> I put music over it. I didn't present it, but I filmed little links. And my mom actually came and was my camera woman when I was doing my little pieces to camera. I, I wasn't doing it because I wanted to be a presenter. I just found kind of documentary making and information compiling really interesting. Um, and I was lucky enough at the time, I thought, well, I've got a dad who works in football. My sister doesn't care what he does. My brother doesn't really have much interest in that because he's into all sports. I'm going to be the one that um, takes this on and maybe follow in, in his footsteps. If I can't be a footballer, then maybe I will work in football. And I think at the time, I'd, I'd hopes of potentially being um, a journalist of some sort um, within documentary making. But it's a little bit harder to get into than you realize. And I came down to Sky. They decided that they liked the look of me they liked the sound of me I was very raw I was very young gave me a screen test and I worked on Sky Sports for about 10 months and during sort of six to eight weeks of this, this first year that I ever worked there was of course the World Cup in Germany and I was put on an evening slot and did our World Cup report which was great um, and really good fun and from then I went to MUTV I wasn't quite ready to hit it as an anchor in broadcasting terms because I was still quite young and I hadn't worked out in the field, so to speak. So I was kind of loaned out. They sent me out to Manchester United, who had a club channel, who were um, getting bigger and, and going out and reaching more countries. And they wanted a new anchor to go and present football, maybe just for a season to get out there and actually do interviews and conduct um, post-match chats and pre-match news and host programs on my own I wouldn't have got the chance to do it Sky because it was too big Sky is too big to, to you can't just turn up at Sky Sports and learn your trade you have to learn it elsewhere and build your way up but I'd had a taste of what Sky was all about knew what I needed to achieve and went away and did it and I was only supposed to be gone for one season I stayed for four I was just having the, the time of my life the team were doing amazingly. They had the best manager in the world, some of the best players in the world. I was watching Ronaldo and Giggs and Rooney week in, week out. I mean, what more could you want from, from a job where you go and... I was presenting um, at the Champions League final. We got, we got to Rome, okay, and lost. We got to Moscow um, and won. And I was there through it all, following the journey with, with, with the team and the players. You know, putting this all together behind the scenes and then kind of four seasons had gone by and I thought right maybe it's time to move on elsewhere I actually went and worked for Al Jazeera and hosted um, their main sort of morning program on the World Cup pro, uh, pro um, program a big breakfast show that they had and I was based out in in Doha for that one and I was never going to be there forever but I really desperately wanted to work on the World Cup Sky didn't have the rights Manchester United was kind of that was it for me I'd, I'd seen them through FA Cup finals, back-to-back -back Premier League wins, Champions League, League Cup successes, 
failures as well at times, which not very often. I've seen players come and go like, it's my time to go now. And after I'd worked on the World Cup, I found... Hey, our apologies for some brief technical difficulties there, but we are back on the line with Haley McQueen. Now, Haley, in that last uh, uh, conversation there, you were talking all about uh, you know the, the pathway to Sky Sports and and the the four. I love the four season loan spell uh, at mm-hmm. Manchester United. One of the most uh, <laughs> fortuitous experiences that you had as a broadcaster. But within uh, some of the stuff you were talking about, you you took a very nice trip to Middlesbrough, and you brought up the name Kay Murray. Kay is actually a, yes. a great, great friend of the show. We've had her on before, and she is just a, a lovely, lovely human being. When you think back to the the days mm-hmm. with the Smoggies and, and covering mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, and you were actually supporting Middlesbrough, living there, uh, it became your side, uh, uh, very, very similar uh, to Kay in that regard. When you think back to, to you two being young women at Burrow together, what, what are some of the, the, the funny, entertaining stories that, that really come to mind, Haley? Um, well, I mean, Kay has been a Middlesbrough fan from birth, and I, I just adopted them as my hometown team. So, um, and I, I, I get sick sometimes because, of course, I am Manchester United from, from my childhood. But me and Kay bonded over our mutual love of Middlesbrough Football Club and Janino and various other players who played at the club and she, it's really weird our, our, our careers have gone it, they've almost run parallel but in different countries and doing different things and getting jobs at the same time but for different organisations, it's really strange how it all worked out but just going back, just I just remember she came in to do some work experience at Borough TV she was coming in to maybe do a bit of presenting I wasn't obviously presenting at the time and I was just delighted that there was a, like another girl there, we had one other female we had two girls who worked there one part time, and I was obviously working in a male dominated you know, industry not just TV but sport and football so I was like yes, we get a girl and we literally bonded straight away we were straight out down Middlesbrough to Central Park, probably having a Parmo um, and then, yeah, we just became really good friends after that. She moved down to London. Well, she was living in London at the time, traveling up. I then moved to London. But she um, actually was in discussions with the job at MUTV. That didn't work out. Uh, I was working for Sky. She moved to Real Madrid. The week she got the job at Real Madrid TV, I got a job at MUTV. She's worked out in Doha for a BN. BN was Al Jazeera before that. She worked on the World Cup for them. I worked on the World Cup the last time around. She moved out to Miami when I was moving back down to London. It all worked out very strange, but how, in, a, in a really nice way, yeah. Haley, how about that? We, we, we've got a minute and a half left here with you. From Middlesbrough, from, from Smoggies to Galacticos and Red Devils yes, and World Cups for, for Kate Murray and Haley McQueen. I mean, what, exactly. is, what does that mean to you know, when you think of it like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really nice because obviously I'd like to think I'm, I'm doing okay over here, but she's like hugely successful out there, working really hard. It's <laughs> got a nice little life, but I'm just treating that. That's her loan deal. She's got to come back at some point. I'm not letting you have her forever. This is just, this would not, this would not be good. Um, although her other half and her friends out there would probably beg to differ and say, actually, no, she's ours. We're keeping her, but I'd like to have her back at some point. Whether that will happen, I don't know with, with obviously... Premier League just getting bigger and bigger and more popular out there and, and MLS as well. 
You hear that, Doha? You hear that, Miami? You hear that, BN Sports? <laughs> Haley McQueen gets K. Murray back at some point. <laughs> Haley, thank you so much uh, for, for sticking with us here on this program. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time uh, here, here on this lovely, lovely September day. And uh, best of luck carrying forward with all of your work with Sky and everything that you're doing with the Football Foundation. And uh, really, really appreciated your words on, on the importance of grassroots football. It's something that we focus quite a bit on uh, on the show, something that I have a great passion for both uh, here in the States and, of course, uh, in, in England and Scotland and all over Europe as well. Really appreciate your words on that. And, Haley, you're welcome back on the show anytime. Thanks again. Thank you. Again, that was Haley McQueen, presenter for Sky Sports. You know the name some. We are back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio, taking the express train home right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure your process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Today, more than ever, Americans need a means to protect their life savings. With a troubled economy and government spending out of control, they've been forced to promote loose money policies, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. Birch Gold Group can help you protect your savings by rolling over all or a portion of your IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold. Take advantage of the best gold prices in years and enjoy the long-term hedge against inflation that gold provides by moving into a gold IRA from Birch Gold 
Gold Group, the precious metal IRA specialists. Call Birch Gold Group today for a free consultation on how a tax-free rollover to a gold IRA can offer stability, protection, and the peace of mind that your life savings, which you've worked so hard to build, is safe. Call 888-221-0010 and receive Birch Gold's free information kit, which offers the best-kept secrets for safeguarding your savings with gold. Call 888-221-0010. That's 888-221-0010. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio, taking the express train home here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Another huge thank you to Haley McQueen of Sky Sports for giving us some of her time. A very, very busy person, Haley. But Haley, nice enough to come on the show today. And what a great conversation we had talking all about her pathway in broadcasting, how it led to Sky, her connections and love for grassroots football. Does that ever get old on this program? It's what it's all about. Without the grassroots, there is nothing. Without the foundation, there is nothing at the higher levels. That's what it's all about. Take a little inspiration from that aspect of the show today. Whether you are in England, whether you are in any part of Europe, you're back in the UK, you're in Scotland, you're back here in the States, you're in southern Canada. Think about what grassroots football means to the world, and it starts with you. What does grassroots football mean to you? Grassroots soccer, how does it connect to your heart? Make it happen. Get out there. Help out the game that you love at the foundation. Oh, man, we've talked so much about Diego Costa on the show over the last few days. Couldn't help but see a little historical connection to someone who I've been studying quite a bit of late with all this rock and roll soccer and the interview with Ian Plenderleith. Giorgio Quinalia. Look at some connections between Giorgio Quinalia and Diego Costa. Just on the field. Purely on the field. Nate Abareas signing off for World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We will talk to you tomorrow. Till then, bye for now. Cheers. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.